0: All right, so yeah. just so y'all know, I do have to, like, I have to call, go at 1130. I mean, I'm, I'm-
1: Kim's got a hard stop. I've got that's a hard- why I like hate to call a so That's why I did, I did not so want to use- So do I. I
0: did not want to so use I, hard stop phrase because I hate it so much. It
1: always sounds like somebody who's, like, to, trying to make themselves seem very, very important. It's, like, I, it's, not a, it's not a soft stop. It's yeah. not something that I can negotiate. No. I wish I was less important is bottom line here. I wish I was less important, but I'm not. I am exactly this important. I need a hard stop.
0: This is High Stakes, from Gerard, Phillips, Kate, and Hancock.
2: Hey, this is David Chifrin. Last week, we did a quick poll of our audience to get your impressions on misinformation, what the most significant pieces of misinformation are, and the platforms most responsible. We're rolling that feedback together with insight from our team into a special report that will be coming out shortly. Kim Fox, a partner and our regional practice lead, helped to push us in that direction, so it was an easy step to get her and VP Tim Stewart, who's from our national academic practice, to riff on the issue. Of course, get notified when the special report and all of our content comes out by subscribing at gerardainccom forward slash pod.
0: Hey, so I looked up, today I looked up, because I wanted to be ready for this conversation. And so I looked at the of us difference is. between misinformation and disinformation. Did you know the difference? I did not. Let's
1: so hear it. Maybe. It so, feels like this, this feels like more intentional, right?
0: Misinformation means you're spread, you're spreading information that you, that you believe to be true. Disinformation is you're spreading information. You know it to be false and you're doing it anyway. So, well, right. I thought okay. that was an interesting description. I didn't know that, so I looked it up, and that was the definition that I got from someplace. I, it, hopefully, it was a good website because it could be. Wrong. Hopefully, it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully, it was just information. <laughs> That's- Kim, this conversation is your
2: fault because I think you were the one who who raised the issue, or sort of resurfaced the Facebook research from like a, a couple. It, it's been out floating around and a week or two ago. You brought it up. You're like, how is it that 12 people are responsible for two thirds of the misinformation out there? And now our entire firm is focused on this because our everybody's trying to deal with it.
0: Well, it's incredible, and I think I don't know if it was 12 or 21. And I, don't, I can't remember the number, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the fact that it's less than 25 people are responsible for 65% of the misinformation online about vaccines specifically. That's the the number I saw, which blew my mind. 21 very, uh, people a lot of time are spending their hard-earned money and intelligence and whatever they're putting in order to spread this. And whether it's disinformation or misinformation, I don't know which, but if you're spending that much time, I think, time, I
1: think in the case of those people is th- disinterested. I,
0: th- I would think so because why would you? I don't think these, I don't
1: think these are like genuine um, mistakes that right. are being made. I it's think on, for those intentional. people, it's intentionally a, It's spreading. a profitable enterprise. Yeah,
0: I don't. I mean, what? So that that's frightening. It's frightening to me that 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 small number of people can be responsible for so much damage. Um, and so I just, you know, I had to share that because I thought, what, how do we, what do we do about it? Can we do anything? How do we, how do we combat it? I don't have an answer. I have a, some answers, but not the answer.
2: It's weird because it feels like that makes it worse. Yes. It's not like, oh, if we just shut these 12 people down or 21 people, it'll be okay because we can cut it off at the source. It's like, no, our society and our technology is set up in a way that allows I mean, a, a, a negligible it doesn't allow it encourages, it I mean, encourages. That's, a, that's, a, yeah.
1: that's the Facebook whistleblower stuff. Like it's, it is very clear that there's a, there's an economic imperative for these, these businesses to, set algorithms i don't want to say that they are amplifying hate i don't you know because they would say oh we're just a conduit but their algorithms are set to engage people and what they have found in their vast research of the last 15 years is that what engages people is the most inflammatory shit and so you know there's a sort of top facebook twitter etc economic imperative. And then there are the people who are maximizing their voice on those platforms who have learned to sort of make their views less moderate in order to get more clicks.
2: So for the last two years and beyond, we have, people have been trying to com- combat mis and disinformation, and particularly more in recently, the last 18 months or so, whether it's ivermectin or vaccines shed or whatever it is. And we've been encouraging healthcare providers to carefully and with facts and clearly and with transparency to respond and and to equip their physicians and their nurses to do this as well. And now we're seeing that there are algorithms like this isn't Dave, not Dave, this isn't Hal from 2001 and it's not Skynet, but there are algorithms that actively work against us in that effort. So can we just like, when do we get to just walk away and be like, screw it, deck, the deck is stacked.
0: It is 12 patients, people, by done. the way. I, look, I went back to 12 people. And, uh, one thing I was, I was reading about why why misinformation spreads so quick, rather than the facts, right, rather than real news, real information, is that according to research from University of South, uh, Southern uh, California, from this uh, PhD, said that people are more likely to accept misinformation as fact if it's easy to hear or read. And so what's easier to, to absorb? Something that's like a bold headline in a meme or scientific information about how vaccines were formulated? Is it a cool graphic? Is it a one sentence? Is it that is much more easy to absorb and to believe if you can actually understand it? So we're, we're trying to combat misinformation with volumes of data, thinking that that's going to help. And it actually is, does the opposite. So I think that's kind of interesting is so if we're if we're presenting our information what what we hope is factual then it needs to be presented in a way that people can absorb it quickly and easily. You know, one of the things I saw some of our our clients using which I thought was really really clever was as the delta variant was you know, raging the, the the graphic that they used to demonstrate how many people in you know in, in, in the in, in the hospital were vaccinated versus unvaccinated like with little dots right and then how many were in the ICU and then how many um, passed away from from covid and it was using just dots to show you the the difference I, different color yeah, like dots that. I thought that was so smart because you could totally. in an instant grasp what was happening there and I think so that was a lesson, I think, for us. If, if we're going to be presenting facts to hopefully change opinions and ideas, it has to be presented in a way that I can capture it in literally seconds. And so how you know, how do we do that when we're trying to convey lots of information? But I thought that was a, a really brilliant way to do that. And I saw a lot of people using that same sort of idea.
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought that was really good too.
2: Sorry. Yep, you were looking very thoughtful. I was going to encourage you to, to go with what That'd you were about. that be a refreshing about.
1: change of pace, but we'll, we'll see what comes out. Um, I'm thinking, you no, know, about the sort of charlatans and hucksters uh, are purveyors of disinformation are preying on a moment, which you know, to a lot of, like in a lot of ways, makes a lot of sense. Like I think that there's sort of, not to get all like existential, but people want to believe that there's more sort of order to everything than there is they don't want to like people want to feel like things are ordered or that's why the conspiracy theories sort of take hold because people on some gut level want to feel like okay this is all this all makes sense it's
0: been caused by somebody
1: right and so i don't think it's any coincidence that the that we've seen this sort of go into hyperdrive over the last two years because we're dealing with something that you can't see and that is transmitted in the air mm. and people are getting sick and we've got 5 million people across the world who are who have died of it i i get on a gut level like where sort mm. of people are are looking to have something make sense and so if you piece together some crazy conspiracy theory at least it gives you some sense of order because the real world is actually scary the problem i think or or what I what I would be interested in your perspective on is I I feel like we're reaching a new point in all of this. I you know, we've been talking for years about the reduction of faith in institutions and that's its own thing. And, you know, hospitals and health systems are certainly among them. What I what we've seen more recently is sort of just no faith in the anyone. And so like the, the nurses and physicians on the front lines in particular, (laughs) having to get into this, like being sucked into this culture war about how things are being treated. And I think you see just like a real reduction of empathy across the board. I think we see it from providers who are like, part of the burnout here is like, I'm sick of trying to care for people who won't care for themselves. And I'm sick of being attacked for, like, Mm -hmm. trying to do my job and told that I'm, you know, part of a deep state conspiracy. Like, that really tries my patience and tries my empathy as someone who is in a healing vocation. And I think that that's the part – I mean, all of it's pretty bad. So, so (laughs) All of it's pretty bad could be, like, the sub-tagline to this podcast. But I I think what is – maybe most concerning to me today as it relates to our, our, the world we live in is that sort of complete destruction of empathy on both sides of the provider patient experience.
0: What I get hung up on our, what, what I don't understand is what is the motive behind someone who knows the information is wrong? People spreading disinformation. What is the motive? Clicks. You gotta get get
1: paid. People are getting paid on this. But
0: but for what reason? What's the what's the reason for that? I mean, who? Why? I mean, the same thing with hackers. I mean, I understand you want to make money, but hackers that just hack to hack—that sounds stupid. But you know, is what's the like? What is the point? Why is it so thrilling to to be to be the one that? Hey, one of the twelve that's spreading you know vaccine misinformation, like. What is, is it just the thrill of it? I mean, I don't, what What is the gain? I don't I, get it.
2: I mean, I think money, like Tim said, is part of it. And then for the rest of them. So I, you know, me and my weird analogies, that's what I do. I just finished listening to this podcast called Firebug. And it's about the serial arsonist in in California back in the 80s, early 90s. And <clears throat> spoiler alert, he was a fire investigator. And I mean, there's all sorts of like deep psychological things going on, but basically it came down to like, he just loved the thrill, really loved the thrill of seeing his work happen mm-hmm. and then knowing that he was the one who knew what happened.
0: Yeah.
2: And so like he was always right there and he was the first investigator on, on, on the scene and he just took joy in knowing that he had literally caused something to burn.
1: And it was his secret.
0: And so these people are literally... Like it's a
1: pathology. Excited.
0: Yeah. These people are excited because they're literally watching the world burn.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's a willing audience there. I mean, I think that it's its impossible yeah. to, like, avoid the fact that some of this is just, like, societal rot. Like, the, 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 the status quo is not working for a lot of people. And people are looking for any alternative narrative that they can latch on that maybe... Changes the dynamics for them personally, and and so, like a lot of our political and economic culture gets funneled through that. The fact that America is not working for a lot of people, so that's I think that's a component. But that's more the audience. I I think you know, people want clout, people want money, so I think that that's you know you get yeah. you and get your you dirty they, twelve. Also, what do you
0: do about not not just we're talking about misinformation or what about confusing like for example, are we, or are we not, supposed to be getting boosters?
2: Yeah, this, the
0: experts it... are disagreeing, and so I mean, not only is it easy to spread information because we like memes and we think it's funny, sort of seeps in our brains and sticks. Then you're when you're trying to understand, like you're really like you're you're okay. So like, okay, I'm gonna read this entire right. article from beginning to end and you're still confused because the experts disagree, then what do you do? That's what no wonder we are. No wonder we rely on the, 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 the meme or the graphic or the, the, the really pithy sentence. No wonder we rely on that because everything else is confusing.
2: Yeah. It's like, well, what, what did trying to be thoughtful get me nothing? It got me no answers. And somebody who responded to our survey made a point. um, They said, Fauci needs to be removed from the conversation because he has been inconsistent and back and forth. And, and, I personally think that's taking it a little bit too far, but I also completely understand their their take on that, which is that even as somebody who's trying to be rooted in the data, the way he has presented it has not always been consistent. And it has added confusion and it has led to a point where there is not it's hard to listen to him specifically because you're not quite sure. Um,
1: I think that there. I I mean one thing that he's he's done and that others have done i think is try to inject too much certainty into solutions in a yeah. volatile situation and so to that point you you there are we've seen diminishing returns there because it is an uncertain situation and the steps uh are recommended are risk mitigation. They're not, and so everyone jumped on, going, "Oh, you all got the vaccines, but you're still getting sick." It's like, "Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm not dying, so that is a significant difference, I think." But I, I all of the memes are like, "Is it really a vaccine if you still get it?" And it's like, "Yeah, dude, it is."
2: We got thirty seconds before Kim's hard stop. So, Kim, <laughs> do put do this on. Put, so, what do we do Put about this it? on the nose, yep. right? Because
0: I mean, I mean, we can talk. About, yeah, we know it's a problem. So, what do we do about it? I think number one, find a way to convey information as succinctly, interestingly, graphically as possible. Also, I think you can't demand information just to be taken down if it's wrong, but you have to replace it with something. And I think also that you have to layer, like, you know, hitting send in an email, we all know this, hitting send in an email does not mean you communicate it, right? And so in order to get information that you need to replace that other information is you're going to have to do it in many ways so if you're thinking about your internal audiences I'm thinking about sort of vaccine communication and and mandates is in-person meetings emails walk in the halls all the things that you need to do using different messengers the messengers that reach the right people all the things that we know to do as communicators are what we need to 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 use here it's it's not a solution to all of it but it, it does help what do you think, Tim?
1: Yeah, and break up Facebook.
0: Well, okay, we can, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm with you. Let's 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 do it.
2: <laughs> all right. Hard stop. Hard stop.